Hi there, and welcome to Manningham Christian Centre's Sermon of the Week. I'm so glad you joined us. My name is Matt Wyatt, and I'm the lead pastor here. My prayer for you is that as you listen, you encounter God, and find this message practically helpful. It would mean a lot to us if you were able to rate and subscribe. This not only lets us know how we can serve you better, but also spreads the message to those who need to hear it. Hey, thanks so much again, and I look forward to catching up with you later. Bye. We are going to stay in this moment, and we're going to press in a little bit deeper, but I'm just going to ask you to just take a seat where you are. I'm just going to invite the worship team just to take a seat. We've got some stools there. I'm just going to change things around in the direction that we're going this morning. Is that cool? Are you ready? Are you ready? Fantastic. Um, at about one o'clock last night, um, I, uh, had a, I, I had a word prepared for today and uh, then God showed up. <laughs> and I come to you literally with fear and trembling about what I'm about to share with you. And I know that from time to time, we can feel like each day is enough. Even Jesus said, don't worry about the things of tomorrow. Because what? Because today, today has enough troubles. How many can relate to today has enough, right? But you don't understand that he is more than enough. He is more than enough. And we must stop and we must recognize. We must approach him in a way that he is more than enough. That Jesus has declared over each of us that we are more than conquerors. And you see, so many times, you know, we can feel less than a conqueror. And I think sometimes we feel less than a conqueror because we're trying to conquer in our own strength and with our own ideals and with our own thoughts and with our own strength. But you see, the Jesus that I know said that greater is he that's within you and me than he that's in the world. So I come to you today and say, stop doing it in your own strength. And I believe the Lord is wanting to undo a few things this morning. You know that I love you. That's me. God's saying that too, but that's me. But the word that God spoke through Callie right now is one to be listened to. And if you felt that was strong, that's just the entree. Because I know that within this room, there is enough people and enough hearts to be catalysts for the greatest revival that Australia has ever seen. And you're not too old, you're not too young, and you're not too retired, and you're not too religious. 
want to remind you who you are, not who you're not. I want to talk about a kingdom issue and a kingdom matter. We've been talking about surrender. And I'd encourage you today, today is the day to place your life on the altar of the Lord in surrender. Today is the day. Hebrews 12 describes God as a consuming fire. That yes, he is the still small voice when we need a still small voice. But I want to encourage you right now that Victoria, Australia and the world needs God as a consuming fire and as a roaring lion. The Bible says seek first the kingdom and all of these things. Please keep playing if you don't mind, Sam. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of these things will be added to you. And my strong word to you today, and this may be for you as an individual or collectively as a church or collectively as a nation, we have not been placing God first. And I'm about to explain how and why. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 12 says, Be reconciled to God. Listen, I do not want you to be condemned, but I want there to be enough conviction to move you to the altar this morning. While we're here, just open Colossians 3. promise here. You ready? Are you good? Verse 1, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. For when Christ who is our life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil, desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. I believe that the Lord, I believe that the Lord is calling for us to place Him back on the throne room of our hearts, our minds, our lives, our thoughts, our feelings, because we ourselves have actually placed ourselves on the throne above Him. Let me tell you a little bit how the kingdom works. 
We know that God is Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, correct? We know that sin entered the world through one act that took place in the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve did the exact same thing that they were asked by God not to do. Not to do. Was it anything to do with the fruit that they took? No, it was everything to do with the fact that they had been asked not to do something. They had everything they ever needed or wanted. They couldn't be more like God in that moment. And yet in that one decision, that split decision, they made that choice to disobey God to place themselves before who He was, before who He is today. And since then, man has been living in sin. And sin has been a constant issue throughout the world. It has caused unending conflict, unending death, unending relationships breaking down and brokenness and families and and taking precious lives and, and drag them off into the gates of hell. Friends, sin is something that we do not need to contend with because Jesus has already paid for that price. MCC here is a church that has been learning to place wonderful value on mankind. We care for each other. We care for the community. And for four decades, we have helped and caused great change in this region of Melbourne. For that, we are to be commended. That is truly part of how the kingdom is meant to operate. But I felt the Holy Spirit say last night, that we cannot put man before God. In other words, we cannot be self-serving and self-seeking. This can even look like serving others for our own self-worth. In an article for for the Leadership Journal, Amy Simpson expands on the idea that service sometimes stems from a self-seeking selfishness. She writes, but sometimes serving others is really about serving ourselves. And that's when codependency enters the picture. 
people who are codependent serve to meet their own emotional needs and desires. They serve whether others really want to be served or not. They serve in ways that keep the people around them from growing, changing and thriving. They serve and serve and serve long past the point of health and true effectiveness because they are addicted to what serving gives them. A sense of value, preservation of the status quo, dependency in others. Service can be a selfish act. And I sense what the Holy Spirit is saying for us today is not stop serving, but keep serving with Him on the throne as opposed to man on the throne. Keep serving with Him on the throne as opposed to our own hearts, our own desires, our own thoughts, our own mind. Place Him upon the throne of our hearts because He is worthy. He is worthy to be praised. Friends, there is a humanism and a humanistic spirit that seeks to invade our hearts and our lives that that says man is first, what man desires, what I desire. And excuse me for saying it right now, but why aren't our church altars filled with hearts of people repenting? It is because the church has not displayed the power of God. They have not encountered the power of God. They've encountered the power of a meal. They've encountered encountered the power of of a friendly pat on the back. But friends, we are not just called to that. We are called to be catalysts, fire, embers, burning with our community, walking in faith, walking bigger than bigger than the world. I don't want to get political. But just quietly, I'm astounded at the result last night. And church, our community needs you. Our community needs us to be firebrands within the bush that is tinder dry. Jesus died and He rose again. And He took the keys of life and death and now is seated at the right hand of the Father. Turn to Matthew chapter 28. Then the 11 disciples went away into verse verse 16. Then, Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some even still doubted. Can you believe it? People who saw Jesus crucified, brutally crucified. And yet now he is standing before them raised to life. Sometimes I wonder how could people still be in doubt as to who He is. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, and here is the promise that both you and I can walk in. I will be with you always, 
even to the end of the age. Friends, don't let our hearts be filled with fear. Don't let our hearts be intimidated by what the enemy appears to be doing. What we need is for our hearts to be laid upon the altar of God. Do we have an enemy? He's called the devil. He's called Lucifer. The Bible calls him the dragon. Thank you. I'm leaking. He's called the father of lies. And his demons are crafty and deceiving. And that's the problem with deception. It's so deceiving. However, our battle, much of our battle is not with a demon and it's not with the devil. Much of the battle is to overcome our own idolatry. Where we glorify knowledge, where we have not laid our pride upon the altar, where we have not submitted ourselves fully in surrendering to the Lord. Because whenever I've seen a revival, the altars have been filled with repentant hearts. And if, and if they're hearts that have already been repented, then they begin to understand the gravity of interceding for those that are yet to repent, of interceding for those who are yet to come into that place of knowing Jesus, their Lord and Saviour, enough that they would come and they would turn from their own self-seeking desires, from their own ways. Friends, the altars need to be filled. If not for people repenting, but for us who are pouring out on behalf of our community, friends, I can't begin to tell you how much our community needs for us to be in intercession for them, to be in prayer, that our hearts would be poured out, that the well of life, that God, and I know it gets ugly, I don't love this, but the Holy Spirit is saying and seeking for us today to respond that our hearts would be poured out for Him. Hope this iPad's waterproof. It is hard to worship the Lord and give Him everything when at the same time we are still holding on to the things that are before God. Friends, I want to ask you right now, you have not yet reached a reckless abandonment in worship because you're still holding on to things that you will not let go.
And the Lord is crying out and and He's urging you today, don't harden your hearts to the things. Don't be offended at the things by my appearance or by my words, but hear the heart and the cry of the Lord today. Let go of the things that you have so put before Him. And if you don't know what they are, for goodness sake, go to Him and ask. And at the very least, say to Him, God, if there is anything that I've laid before You, please tear it away. Set me free from those things, Lord. I want to worship God with all my life. With all that I am and all that I have. And I know that that looks like several things. It means being a great husband. It means being a great father. It means being a great friend. It means being a great pastor. But there is nothing like the exertion of raising our voice and raising our hands and raising our hearts to the Lord in worship together. And whilst the Holy Spirit is here right now, moving upon this room and every single person, when we go back into worship, friends, I urge and implore you, Let it look like something different than what we started today. Yes, God can touch you in your seat, and I pray that He does. But sometimes you've got to get out of that seat. You've got to get out of that box. Romans chapter 12, verse 11 said, Do not let your zeal subside. Keep your spiritual fervour serving the Lord. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 says, Whatever you do, work at it with your whole being. For the Lord, for the Lord, for the Lord, and not men. For the Lord and not ourselves. You know, worry can be an idol. You know, family can be an idol. Friends, we're going to lay these things aside and we've got to get before God. We have to say, Lord, I place nothing before you. Matthew chapter 5, verse 23 says, Therefore, this is Jesus saying, Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, do you know what that means? That means coming in worship. I know that this is called the front of the stage at the front of the auditorium, but often what I have seen is that this is like an altar. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, therefore, if when you come and then you worship and there that you remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First, be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Friends, unforgiveness can be an idol that we place before God. 
that we hold on to hurt, that when we come into this place of worship, we need to lay it down and lay our, our hearts down before him. Matthew chapter 4, verse 17 says that from that time when Jesus was baptised, Jesus began to preach and to say these words. He said, repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Friends, that is our message. That is our message to the community. That is our message to our families. That is our message even for our own hearts. That we constantly stay in this place of repentance before God. There's more that I want to share, but I just want to let the Holy Spirit move upon our hearts right now. And I urge you, you cannot stay where you are. Come before the Lord. Jesus, we call upon your name. We call upon your presence. I'd invite you, let's just stand. Jesus, right now we pour out our hearts before you. Can we sing God of Revival? Lord, right now we just pour out our hearts before you. You may not know these words, but what I would encourage you to do, lift your voices. Let a sound come out like never before. Let a sound come out of your heart. You are not condemned. You are not down. You are not, you, you, you are not pressed down too much because the Lord says He is raising up. He is raising you up into a place of worship. He is raising you up into a place of significance, a place that has been hidden and now is revealed. Lord, we call upon Your name, O oh Lord. Holy Spirit, release Your fire and Your presence, God. Lord, that we would run to You, Jesus. Every stronghold will cry. We run to You, Jesus. Now hear the chants in the ground. Jesus, we call upon Your name. We call upon Your name. We call upon Your Holy Spirit. That we welcome You into this place, O oh God.
I command you press in. I command you press in. I command you press in. Step into the zeal. Don't let your zeal fall away. Psalm 17 says, Hear a just cause, O God. Attend to my cry. Give ear to my prayer, which is not from deceitful lips. God, that is our prayer, that you would attend to our cry, O God. Attend to our cry, O God. Come on, don't be polite to me. Continue to speak it out. Continue to press in. Lord, rend the heavens open. Lord, we rend our hearts open wide for you, God. Release it now, Jesus. Lord, release the breaker anointing to break open now in Jesus' name. Break open right now in Jesus' name. of revival in days gone past man's structure has been replaced with heaven's structure with the kingdom structure father right now we put your kingdom first lord we want your kingdom structure
the same time Matt's sermon was changed about one o'clock this morning. I couldn't sleep, but again, I wasn't awake. And I had a vision and a dream. And at first I saw a really, really large clock and all the cogs in it. And it was a huge, big gold clock. And I saw a hand come and crank it back as if it was cranking anti-clockwise against itself. And I went, what is, what is that? And God said, I can turn it around. I can turn back. And at first I went, well, is this for me, Lord, or is this? And he said, no, this is, this is for you, but it's also for you to share. I can turn it around. I can turn back the hands of time. I can turn it around. I can restore what's been lost. I can turn it around. What you thought was lost or what you thought you missed or what you thought you didn't answer or what you thought you walked away from, what you thought was stolen, what you thought was dead, I can turn it around. I can turn it around. You can't turn it around. I can turn it around. And I heard that clock crank against itself and I saw streets full of people stopping and turning around, stopping and turning around and coming home. I can turn it around. I can turn it around. You've just got to be there. Turn around. See me. Don't see what's in front of you. Don't see what can and can't be done in man's eyes. Turn around. Turn around and see me. And I heard the clock change and I heard sounds of life in the streets and I heard it turn around. But he did say it starts with our hearts first. And there was a turning to the first love. Turn around. Turn to the first love. Turn to the first passion. Turn to the first fire and I will stoke it. Turn around. Mountains are still being moved. Strongholds are still being moved. God, we believe. And yes, we can see. The wonders are still there. And bodies are still being raised And giants are still being slain God we believe And yes we can see
several months, the Lord has been speaking to us about the pearl of great price and about the kingdom and about surrender. And the thing about, the thing about the Holy Spirit is that He always leads points the direction. There are always signposts. My prayer for you is that you don't leave the same in the way that you came. But in order for that to be lived out, then something's got to change. surrendered to God. Put the kingdom first in every decision they make. And that's less about doing than it is about hearing. Jesus. 
is saying to his church today. Jesus constantly said to the people, let he who has ears hear. Let those that have eyes that I hear is saying, put the kingdom first. The spirit that I hear, he is saying, to hear his word. And yes, that places us with enmity against the world. And it may cause family disruption. And it may cause disruption in our own lives. But I would much rather a holy disruption than a demonic and selfish one. I would rather a holy disruption that leads to revival, that leads to healing, that leads to the dead being raised, that leads to lives being saved. Than to stay stuck in a place of selfish desires. Spirit, would you place this mantle upon us, Lord? A mantle of your kingdom, carriers of your presence. Let us each carry a breaker anointing that breaks open the realms.
And Lord, most of what we're experiencing, seeing today, we don't understand. But the Lord who calls the sun to rise every day and the moon to rise every night, that placed the stars in the heavens, that created the sparrow that flies. Lord, cause a quickening within our hearts. Call us to prayer, O oh Father. Revive us again, O oh Lord. For you are holy. You are worthy, Jesus. Strengthen hearts. Strengthen minds. Lord, I ask that your spirit would flow. And Lord, whilst it might feel like a trickle right now, when there is a change of pace, a change of direction. Jesus, we hear your commandment. We hear that you are roaring, Jesus.
keep on encountering God. But I want to encourage you. This is a catalyst moment. But let it be a moment that stimulates hunger. Because I know a hungry church worships. A hungry church praise. A hungry church is activated in the things of the kingdom. And that looks different for individuals. It's unique to the gifting that God has placed within your life. But it comes with power And it comes with the ability to respond. As the Lord moves, it does and will offend people. But decide in your heart now that that will not be you. areas of your life that you need to give in to Him. It might look like areas of your life that you need to pick up. And you know that He has been calling and drawing you closer in those places and in those areas. It'll be time in the Word. It'll be times of prayer. It'll be reaching out to that neighbour. It'll be reaching out to that friend. It'll be saying no to some things and yes to other things. But I invite you, don't be timid. Be strong and be courageous. For Jesus' promise still today that He will be with you. He is for you every step of the way. Father, right now, we just thank You for Your goodness. Your goodness is just so good, Lord. Release your goodness even more. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Anna. I trust that during the service, God was moving in your heart and his presence was where you are. 
Just before we say goodbye today, I'd love to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. If today's message spoke to you, or you've been considering believing in Jesus as your saviour, then I would love to invite you to do that now. Would you repeat this short prayer after me? Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died for my sins and that you rose again to give me life. I ask you to forgive my sins and be my Lord and my Saviour. I open my heart to you today. Amen. If you said yes to Jesus today, we would love to hear from you. We would love to celebrate with you, pray with you and help you start your Jesus journey. Visit our website manninghamcc.org and go to the I Said Yes page. Fill out your details and one of our leaders will get in touch with you. We would love to hear your story. Hey, thanks for joining in today and being part of our service. If you enjoyed today's service, would you click the share button and subscribe to MCC so you can stay connected? We all need some good news and we would love to hear how God has spoken to you today. Visit manninghamcc.org and fill out a good news story form today. If you would love to know more how to grow in your relationship with God, then Next Steps provides the path for you. Visit manninghamcc.org to find out more. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.